Hello and welcome to Water Water Everywhere, the podcast that's all about water from teeny tiny little droplets of rain to terrifying crashing ocean waves. I'm one of your hosts, Carly Vanghouse. And I'm Lila Glansberg, and I don't think the ocean is that terrifying. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us again. Um, It's episode three, and boy, oh boy, do we hope the third time's the charm. Are you loving it yet? Okay. Hi, Lila. <laughs> hey, Carl. How are you? How's it going? Oh, I'm okay. I my week has been very chaotic, um, just with a lot of things. But overall, I'm I'm doing all right. How good. about you? I'm good. Yeah. I I'm yeah. I'm good. I went to a wedding on Friday. <gasps> How was that? It was fun. And then I I got a part time job. I'm working at weddings. So and then the next day I worked at a wedding. So wait hold on <laughs> I got a, another job I got a job for the weekends okay. just to make extra money and to sure. meet people working um at a country yeah, club fair. like that hosts you know like weddings and events and stuff wow that's what a, so you're an eco-hydrologist and a caterer <laughs> well I'm not the caterer I'm just I'm the schmuck that's been being like hey are you finished with that can I take that yet Oh, yeah. you're still drinking the ice? Okay, I'll be back. <laughs> Three minutes later. Yeah. No, a guy was like, um, you took my drink. There was nothing in it. He's like, you took my drink. And it's an open bar, too. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Oh what was it? He's like, it doesn't matter. I was like, yeah, it's an open bar. It doesn't matter. Go get another one. Likes to yell at pretty ladies. Ew. Yeah, it is ew. Oh, wow. I Good have never, like, worked a job like that. Well, I should say that in high school I went to like um like a technical academy where I studied culinary arts (laughs) and so we had a banquet hall and we so we would have banquets and serve people and so I did that in high school a couple times but I was so bad at it because I had so much like social anxiety back then and like I literally like dropped a whole plate of food on a lady once (laughs) so I'm like is that gonna happen yeah um but the money's quick and easy yeah yeah right that shit does happen and you just gotta deal with it you just gotta like push on through yeah i feel like i dropped like when i was a waitress like drinks all the time (laughs) on some poor lady's grandson i spilled a whole bunch of salsa oh no and she was a jerk about it of course she was i gave them free salsa it's fucking rude anyway but like yeah god all i it's just salsa it'll come out it's not even spices it's upstate new york it's just a bunch of white people <laughs> <laughs> oh my god anyway <laughs> for real though anyway oh that's exciting it is exciting and you know what else is exciting is yesterday nasa along with the usgs launched landsat 9 which is like a pretty neato um satellite taking pictures that we use for like agriculture we can see track water usage yeah the list goes on and on so it was a big deal and I got to watch the launch um on my work computer and (laughs) I thought it was really exciting to watch a rocket launch into space 
So that's cool. And I, you know, that'll be great for future research to come. Amazing data. Um, Maybe we can talk about that one day in this podcast. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Big deal in the world of freshwater. Big week for freshwater. And, but you know what, Lila, they can see the ocean too from up there. Oh God, you're so right. It's not just a camera that specifically sees freshwater. No, it's not. Oh my God, big... For both of us, Big for deal sure. For all of it, and we're all hey, winning. Does you guys do a lot with the ocean? I honestly yeah, don't know. We do. Okay. We do lots of like tidal stuff. Um, wow. Yeah. Tides are cool. Tides are cool because, like, up here where I am, the Hudson River is affected by the tides. Yeah. Which is nuts all the way up here. Nuts though. Um, also, crazy. Great Lakes have tides, and I think that really blows my mind how big Great Lakes are. I mean, they're not the ocean. But they're, they're big enough that they have tides. So big. Yeah. yeah. That is nuts, actually. Yeah. Well. Anyway. Anyway. This has um, been fun. <laughs> this was super fun. <laughs> so can I ask you a quick question? Yes. <laughs> um, What do you love about water the most? Like, what comes to your mind? Um, Being an ocean person, um, I really enjoy being in water. Mm-hmm. Like floating around. I feel like I like um I'm the kid with goggles like in the swimming pool and just like diving down and trying to like float at neutral buoyancy in the yeah. middle. That's a good time. And trying to blow bubble rings. But I just yeah, I like being immersed in it totally. I feel like all my dreams, like my recurring dream is that I can breathe underwater. So I never have to You are stop floating. a mermaid to me. So yeah, that means I so much support that. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. No, I just, uh, yeah, just like the, um, when you like dive down underwater and all the sounds of outside are like gone and you can just hear some yeah. things underwater. It's very calming. It really is. I used to do that in the bathtub a lot. <laughs> like just, Aww. you know, you sink down where your ears go and then it's like, <sighs> I yeah. don't know. Yeah. No, that's legit. Yeah. Um, what I love about water, since you definitely just asked me. Oh, <laughs> no, um, no, no, don't be sorry. Honestly, that's that's like what I like about water. But um, what do you like about water? <laughs> I think it casual. It's it so it's casual. Good. It's so natural. Um, <laughs> you know, I think what I l- love about water is just like how relaxed it makes me just like being near water. I don't even have to be in water like if I'm just like standing near a stream or a lake and like hearing it and being near it it's like so grounding and I think that's just why I do what I do because I'm a worrier and a stressed out person (laughs) so it's like it makes me feel good (laughs) oh wait oh my goodness I didn't know like I you know I knew this about you but I've never like heard it just like that. And it makes me happy that you have this job where you get to like go into the woods and stand near water. And like, I just picture you like totally zenning out at your job. I do. I think that's really special. Yeah. I just Not got the chills. Yeah. Aww, <laughs> wait, I love this. Wow. So the deep desert of Israel was maybe not your favorite place. <laughs> no, literally the whole time I was like, this is so ugly. This looks exactly <laughs> like Las Vegas. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> I remember everyone was like, this is crazy. I've never seen anything like it. I'm like, I can't believe I'm here. Yeah, you and our our friend from Arizona also was like, yep, this just looks like home. (laughs) And I was like, I've never seen a place with no trees. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, 
I think a lot of people agree with you because 60% of um, people live on coasts. 60%. Which I think is interesting. 60% of people live on coasts, which I think is higher than a lot. Like you'd think it'd be. Yeah. I don't know, less than 50 because such a small percentage of land is actually bordering water if you yeah. think just about the United States. So 60% on the coast, which is why you get like so many people in California. I don't know. Oh, that's interesting. I think it's interesting. Yeah. Well, throwing out the facts. Love it. <laughs> can't do anything else with my marine science degree so (laughs) (laughs) anyway (laughs) on that note um our topic today is water and stress management and how we can use water to you know help us calm down recenter you know just refocus wow i love this i do too (laughs) because you know what these days like right now with our, with COVID, you know, being in lockdown recently, now we're coming out of it and maybe we're going back into it. Like the impending doom of climate change. Like if life is stressful right now and, you know, I think in people our age, we're trying to figure out life, what to do. None of us have any money (laughs) to do anything. It's stressful. None of it. (laughs) Life is stressful. And how much we hate our jobs, except for you. You love your job. You know, like everyone else, there are things I like about it and things I don't like about it. So yeah, (laughs) yep. It's like, well, for example, my first job was working in Baskin Robbins and I'm like, sweet ice cream. And then I was like, so over ice cream. I don't even eat ice cream anymore. (laughs) So it's like, I could be ruining water. What is what was that flavor you got? <laughs> it was so disgusting. I mixed up. Um, Where were we? Bubble were gum. Yeah, we were in Israel. I mixed bubble gum flavor. I got a scoop of bubble gum and a scoop of like lemon sherbet. <laughs> so gross. Especially gross together, but even just the bubble gum is offensive to me. No. And- <laughs> <laughs> bubble gum is great. And lemon. <laughs> wow. Yeah, terrible. Oh, man. Yeah, okay. So- it's just there's a lot of perspective there now. Yeah. Um, but you know what? I also do feel really fortunate and lucky just being able some days I just my job is to stand in a river and I think that's great. And like I mentioned, it's so calming and grounding and it's just like it puts things into perspective, you know, like what really matters. So you know, I hope uh, this episode can help people find very simple ways to just like relax, take a load off, chill the fuck out. Because there are so many different ways we can use water to help us. Um, and again, furthering the case that we've been making in the many three episodes that we've had, <laughs> water is the most amazing thing in the world. You know? It's the best. <laughs> it's the best. And we love it. Okay. (laughs) Snaps for water. (laughs) Snaps for water. (laughs) She's doing great. Okay. So, um, what is, like, what is stress to you, Lila? Oh man. Um, it is generally for me, I feel like it starts when I'm like overwhelmed or can't make a decision. I'm very indecisive. Um, Mm -hmm. and I, yeah. So when I'm stressed, I get super tired Um, definitely an angry, stressed person. Also, I think a lot of my emotions come out through 
anger and frustration. Mm-hmm. And I don't have like a method to be less stressed yet. Maybe I'll learn one today, but for the most part, it's yeah. it out these days. <laughs> Not great. <laughs> okay. Yeah, for sure. I, I get, I'm kind of the same way. Like when I get, get stressed and overwhelmed, I can be, I get like very irritable. Like, you know, everything's frustrating and like I can snap <laughs> at like whoever's yeah. closest to me. Um, but I mean, God, it's like, what isn't stressful these days? Oh my God. I was <laughs> just thinking stop. that. There's too many things in my life right now. <laughs> I know, but you know what? We got, you know, that's not what this is about. This is about the opposite of that. We're going to fix it. We're going to fix it. Okay. So not to get boring, but really quick, stress is broadly defined as a real or perceived threat to homeostasis in medicine. It is the body's response to physical, mental, or emotional pressure. Stress causes chemical changes in the body that can raise blood pressure, heart rate, and blood sugar levels. It may also lead to feelings of frustration, anxiety, anger, or depression, which is Yes, 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 and yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, there's so many ways that we can go about alleviating stress, but maybe we can just add some of these to your list. And next time you're feeling overwhelmed because, like, your stupid boss keeps making you do things that you don't get paid enough to do and you're considering blowing your brains out, just try one of these things, okay? <laughs> Sounds good. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so the first one I'm going to talk about is dehydration um, and stress. Because if you're... So dehydration, that's a physical stress that you're doing to your body. And when your body is physically stressed, it can lead to that emotional stress. And you might be wondering, like, oh my God, why? What's going on? Which is, I didn't realize, like, um, there's a lot of research linking dehydration to stress itself. And depression, which is so weird. So, you know, you've got to drink water, guys. Your bodies are 70% water. You need it. Um, but it, it makes a ton of sense, right? So if you are dehydrated, chances are you are putting your body through some amount of stress. And especially if you are someone who takes antidepressants or antipsychotics, which can change your ability to sweat, you need to be conscious of your water intake. And it's not just your water intake. Of course, you want to be protective of how much water you are losing via sweat. Um, I found a really great article in Psychology Today that compares dehydration to climate change, which I thought was really weird, but kind of tied everything in very beautifully. So, like, like, like one causes the other, or no, like no. it's just talking about them. They were like, rhetorical. yeah, comparing, um, like using climate change as a metaphor to dehydration. Oh my God. (laughs) Okay. It it was a stretch, but I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. So every system in the human body counts on water to function and the brain is no exception. 75% of brain tissue is water, which I did not know. Um, Research has linked dehydration to depression and anxiety because mental health is driven primarily by your brain's activity. So long story short, dehydration causes brain functioning to slow down and to not function properly. 
So think of water as a nutrient your body just needs. Your brain needs that nutrient. You know, it's like we got to have vitamin A. We got to have vitamin D. You got to have all these things and your brain is asking for water. That was kind of (laughs) jazzy. You got to have vitamin A. You got to have have vitamin vitamin D. D. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that's um, a really good way to I feel like I'm dehydrated all the time. Is that? I do too. <laughs> How is this affecting my daily life? Poorly. Poorly. <laughs> yeah. Your brain needs right. help. So, yeah. and one system of chron- one symptom of chronic dehydration is depression. So, if you're always dehydrated, you might as well just be depressed all the time. <laughs> That's they're saying they're highly linked. So. I'm going to just touch on depression because I think it relates very closely with anxiety as well, which dehydration is also linked to. But there are um, at least three ways that dehydration causes depression. So one, dehydration saps your brain's energy. It impedes energy production in your brain. Many of your brain's functions require this type of energy to become inefficient and can even shut down. The resulting mood disorders that result from this type of dysfunction can be categorized with depression. Um, Social stresses such as anxiety, fear, insecurity, ongoing emotional problems. Those including depression can be tied to not consuming enough water to the point that your brain's tissue is affected. Two, dehydration impedes your brain's serotonin production. Depression is frequently related to subpar levels of serotonin, which is a critical neurotransmitter that heavily affects your mood. Serotonin is created from the amino acid tryptophan, but sufficient water is needed. And tryptophan is, um, that's what's in the turkey that makes you sleepy. (laughs) I was going to say, I've heard of that before. What? So sleepy, but happy? Sleepy, happy. Potentially. Yeah. If you are like, you know, a neurotypical human. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I have a friend and she has a lot of trouble creating serotonin, but then she has a supplement. I wonder what's in the supplement. Mm -hmm. And maybe she drinks a lot of water. Maybe. Interesting. Yeah. And on that note, dehydration can also negatively impact other amino acids, resulting in feelings of dejection, inadequacy, anxiety, and irritability. Whoa. And lastly, I'm having so many thoughts. I'm I know. Sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready for your thoughts in a sec. Yeah. Number three, dehydration increases stress in your body. Stress is one of the most prominent contributing factors to depression, along with a sense of powerlessness and inability to cope with stressors. Dehydration is the number one cause of stress in your body, which is crazy. In fact, it's a self-perpetuating cycle. Dehydration can cause stress and stress can cause dehydration. When you're stressed, your adrenal glands, that's those are that's the stress hormone. Adrenal glands produce extra cortisol. No, cortisol is the stress hormone. Yeah, right. Yes, okay. The stress oh, it's in the next sentence. You, <laughs> you <got> guys. <laughs> I know. Really funny. Uh, I didn't even I have that. a hormone imbalance, so I think about cortisol all the time. So I got ahead. Really? Money. Yeah. Do you have a lot of cortisol or Yes. Like, how does that express? (laughs) Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Do you like, is serotonin a hormone? No, serotonin is a, what a neurotransmitter. Got it. 
Um, anyway, so yeah, your adrenal glands produce extra cortisol and under chronic stress, your adrenal glands can become exhausted, resulting in lower electrolyte levels. So basically drinking sufficient water can help reduce the negative psychological and physiological impacts of stress. So what are your thoughts? What? Well, I just, so I think in our, you know, Western medicine ways, we often think about like our mental health as like a completely different and totally separate thing from our physical health. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not to say like, oh, exercise makes you happy. Like obviously depression is like a serious issue and it can be on its own thing or combined with a lot of other issues. Um, but I just, I really like that there's like a lot of information out there, it seems like on how like just a really simple thing that your body doesn't get enough of can like make you very stressed. I don't know. Cause I, when I get very anxious, when I have like terrible anxiety, I get like barfy, I get nauseous and oh. people don't usually take it seriously. Cause they're like, well, there must be some other reason why you're nauseous. Right. But everything's connected. I don't know. So it's just like nice. I'm like kind of validating to hear that just like, Oh, sometimes not drinking enough water makes you feel bad. Yeah. Like mentally. And I yeah, think that not that just physically is like a cool thing to hear. Yeah, I, I thought cool, so too. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I I think it it's interesting because yeah, we don't think about like water being a medicine to help with depression. Like you just wouldn't right. think that. But and like we're not out here saying like, oh, drinking a bunch of water will cure your depression. I think we both know firsthand that that's not true. But um, yeah, it's not least, helping. Right, <laughs> you're dehydrated. Not helping. Yeah. At least do the bare minimum to keep yourself, you know, healthy. But um. Yes. And they do say bare minimum, um, on average, the average human just needs three liters a day. I know that they're like, I see online all the time that people are like, I drink a gallon of water a day and lost 10 pounds in 10 days. You know, you see that shit, right? Mm-hmm. Where yeah. it's like, okay, whatever. Like you don't need that much water. Um, it's just okay. too much. And that can yeah. also too much water isn't good either, but right. I didn't really get into that because the likelihood of someone drinking too much water to the point where you're physically sick is very difficult. So, right. <laughs> but you really don't need a gallon a day. Um, but now let's say you're in Vegas, it's 115 degrees out. You might need to up that to five to six liters a day, but wow. you know, drink when you're thirsty, don't force water down your throat if you're not thirsty your body knows when you need water i'm gonna i'm gonna have a sip of water (laughs) do it gulp it let's hear it oh wait that's not a hydro flask or a thermo this is my bedside um this is my bedside water it's It's huge i got it at costco thank you because i hate getting up to refill my water (laughs) and it's got a straw oh i love it my hydro flask is right here straw is important for bed i yeah (laughs) water as i spill on myself and I hate sitting up so yeah I love that anyway now wow. I'm hydrated. you heard it here uh, first you need a bedside great. and a daytime bottle if you don't have both <laughs> you're not drinking enough water yeah that's a, a doctor a lot of sink said trips. that yeah. yes sink trip tap water trips baby baby don't be afraid of that tap remember go back to episode one refresh yeah. Your tap water is probably fine. Just double check. Probably fine. Okay, so the next way we can use water. Wait, to... I'm so sorry. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um, this sentence is really funny. 
don't force a gallon a day down your throat because maybe from your IG reels told you that's why she lost 15 pounds in 10 days. Yeah. That's really funny. And I just, um, you said it and I, I just read it again and it makes me giggle and that's all. That's funny. Thank you. You did a good job. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Lila, have you ever used one of those sound machines to fall asleep? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like uh, like a white noise. Wait, did I say that this was the next way? The next way to to reduce stress (laughs) is by using the sounds of water. Uh, So, Lila, have you ever used one of those sound machines to fall asleep? Um, I have used an app on my phone, which I think is almost the same. Yes. Um, Yes. Okay. And I like it. What sounds do you like? Um, So... (laughs) It's not, I don't always go for like a water noise. There was one mm-hmm. that was just like a loop of a piano. Oh. I can still hear it in my head. And Whoa. it was just like, do, 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 And it was just that over and over again. And I kind of liked it. <laughs> Usually though, I turn it off before I actually fall asleep. Um, but sometimes I like waves or like sometimes there'll be like the lakeside sound effect mm-hmm. and it'll feel like, just like, like a rowboat kind of yeah. sounds like just like small water noises. I like Splishy, those. Splashy. Um, but also as someone that lives on a boat for periods of time, definitely have fallen asleep to water sounds. Naturally. Naturally. Yeah. Real thing, baby. Wow. I don't need a machine. That's the best. <laughs> that is <Yeah>. the best. <laughs> so I don't feel like I need to explain why sleep is important and how it can reduce stress. But um, what is important to know is that the quality of your sleep is truly important. Like for me, I, I fall asleep. I'm asleep most of the the night, but I don't wake up rested ever because I'm not like having a deep rested sleep. So that is super important. Oh, and usually if you live like in a louder area where I kind of do, I, I can hear stuff outside constantly. And that's apparently linked to like our, very old mammalian mammalian yeah <laughs> brains mammalian. mammalian brains um you know from when like we needed to be aware of threats at night because when you're sleeping you're vulnerable so um there are sounds that alarm and threaten our nervous system like a car alarm or like a blood curdling scream and then there are sounds that like we can tune out like rain distant waves and these slow whooshing noises are the sounds of non-threats, which is why they work to calm people. Oh my God, my phone's vibrating. Did you hear that? <laughs> yeah, I could hear it. I was going to say, hey, I can hear that. <laughs> I put it on do not disturb, but <laughs> it doesn't. Who called you? Um, a guy. <laughs> We're not going to get into it. I was so many questions. I oh, know. Okay, great. Um, Keep going. You're great. <laughs> anyways. <laughs> okay so those slow whooshing noises are the sounds of non-threats which is why it works to calm calm you down at night it's like the sounds are telling your brain don't worry don't worry don't worry like um that's all I was gonna say on that you're safe yeah Yeah, you're safe so non-threatening noises especially when relatively loud can drown out the sounds that might otherwise cause red flags in your brain, even though you don't need to wake up when you hear someone screaming outside your window, like, like a drunk girl on a Saturday night. Like I hear that all the time, (laughs) just yelling. (laughs) 
Wow, really? Like, where you live currently? Yeah, because I live next to oh. a couple of bars. You're near the bars. And I'm near a college. Yeah, you are. I, okay, I this am. makes a lot of sense. So Saturday nights are fun for them. Oh. <laughs> for them. <laughs> Not for you. Not for me. Um, but yeah, so, you know, you're, you don't need to wake up when you hear that. So these the water sounds can drown out those other noises. Additionally, about every 20 to 60 seconds, um, something called a micro arousal happens when you're sleeping. Our brain stays engaged with our environment during sleep and becomes very heightened in a very repetitious way. At these points of arousal, the brain is determining if it's still safe to sleep every 20 to 30 seconds, which is crazy. That's bonkers. Is is. that like when your muscles do like a jolt? You know what I'm talking about? I don't know. Yeah, it must be. Yeah. You know, like it feels like you're falling and then all of a sudden your muscles are like, oh, I hate that. Maybe it it is. Yeah, I don't know. Also, um, follow-up question. Is repetitious a word? It is a word. Yeah. Repeating. Repetitious. Okay. Did I pronounce it correctly? No, I think you did. I think my brain was like, (laughs) did a big no. Anyway. It's so fun. I'm with it. Yeah. I'm learning. I'm learning too. Sorry. (laughs) So, right. For example, you may jolt awake if a stranger says your name while you're asleep in your bedroom, but you may not wake up if your spouse says your name in the bedroom. So those micro arousals are like waiting, making sure nothing's happening, which is pretty neat. But um, be warned, the sounds of water... (laughs) I read that the sounds of water can trigger you to pee your bed, <laughs> but for most people it doesn't. But um, but it's possible. Yeah, some people can't. Why? That's fall so asleep weird. to water because then they wake up with piss in their bed. That's like a strange connection that I feel like the human brain could make. Like there's water near me and I must pee. Yeah. Like so what? weird. <laughs> so weird. Yeah. But um. You know, there's a ton of apps you can use um, to find, like, soothing noises to fall asleep to. But what's best is to buy an actual noise machine because relying on your phone at night will likely impede sleep if it's near you all night long. And then maybe you have notifications going off and then maybe there's, like, blue light happening. So... Because you're technically not supposed to, like, look at a blue screen, like, an hour or two before you fall asleep, which, like, who, I mean, come on. I am, like, in such a bad period of using my phone before I bed and also right as I wake up right now. So bad. Apparently, it's not good for you. It's not. And it's probably causing most of my sleep problems, but I also can't stop, so we're getting there. You go to the doctor and they're like, stop using your phone. I wish it was that easy. Yeah. And (laughs) that's also something that's linked to depression and anxiety. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. Crazy. Even have a book and I opt for my phone every time. (laughs) Dumb. Anyway. I do the same thing. It's fine. I I did a lot of people do. But good for you. Thank you. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Let's think about that. Hopefully I can do it tonight. Yeah. I know for sure that I will not, but it's nice to have that thought in my head. (laughs) You have the option. (laughs) Okay, so the next way that we can use water to de-stress is 
being near a body of water. You don't even have to be in it, which is what I said before. Like, and I love that there's science to back this up. Um, so like, it's my favorite way to utilize water. Just being near it calms me down. And there is a scientific reason for that, Lila. And we love that because there are so many more benefits than I thought there were from being close to a river or a lake or even the ocean. If you must (laughs) be near the ocean. (laughs) Get out of here. (laughs) But you know what? Spending time near the water. (laughs) Spending time near the water promotes physical activity and general fitness. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) It is crazy. Just like you know where I'm not relaxed? Carly on a dock at a lake. That's hurtful. Because there's big spiders in those docks. There are. There really there are, are so many spiders. It's okay. Those spiders don't want to hurt you. They Neither don't. Do they really don't. Not the ones on docks anyway. No. They have yeah. other things to tend to. Anyway. Anyway. Sorry. So, I right. need to lash out there. I must be stressed. No. That's okay. I, was like, <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing. So. <laughs> Anyway, so right, I said that it promotes physical activity and general fitness, um, reducing the incidence of diabetes and other diseases associated with obesity, which is like, how? (laughs) That's amazing. Um, Like, you don't even have to do anything. (laughs) You just stand near water. My God. Why am I laughing? It's not funny. (laughs) Okay. We're very funny. Okay. Yeah. Gotta get used to it. (laughs) <laughs> okay get your giggles out i know <laughs> okay but it also it also slows down your heart rate and reduces stress hormones boosting our mental health and sadly the world health organization expects depression to become the world's largest contributor to disease by 2030 oy vey. why <laughs> that's crazy i did not know this so scary is it bad if that's like weirdly validating <laughs> right it's like we're okay so like we're all going yeah, through all right. it yeah 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 it's not your fault that's interesting <laughs> yeah it really Whoa. is i wonder wow capitalism is quite literally killing us all <laughs> oh yeah jesus christ oh god all right okay a study done from the university of i don't know how to say exeter exeter i I would say Exeter. Exeter. That's I can't say in... I've ever pronounced it before, but that's how I would say yeah, it now. It's in Exeter. England, so, you know, we don't know how to pronounce big big words over here. Ex- Exeter. Exeter. No, that's like, <laughs> that's what was that? Okay. <laughs> Anyways, they used data from a government-run annual health survey of England to see if they could spot a link between health and proximity to water. Sure enough, coastal residents consistently reported feeling healthier than others that than other people that live further away from the sea. So they don't know yet whether it's the sight of water, the air, or the sounds, or a specific combination of all three that causes our stress levels to go down when we are near water. But they do know that blind people and others with sensory disabilities also draw benefits from blue spaces, which is a really cute new way of saying bodies of water that I'm going to use. Blue spaces. Yeah. Aww. So nice. We love the English. We love it. <laughs> blue spaces. If I'm just saying if water, water everywhere, um, people don't like that name. Blue spaces. 
Okay, right. Yeah. We're open, guys. We're open, folks. Let us know. <laughs> but I, we do have a logo it. already, so please. <laughs> yeah, okay. Actually, so maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and a website. Please Blue don't. Spaces. Yeah. Blue Spaces. That'll be the name oh, of our I album. No. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Dropping in 2030 when everyone's depressed. <laughs> yeah. We'll be there to, to save you. Okay. But you know what? With re- all research comes downfalls because research is research and they are just facts. Um, it's not entirely clear yet what governments should do with those research findings about water and health um, because encouraging mass migration to the coast would have obvious pitfalls. It wouldn't be good for um, coastal communities like ecologically speaking um and you know we don't like overcrowding but even the more sensible idea of incorporating more ponds and canals in public parks and other urban settings has a lot of challenges also like you know we can't just like you don't want to just like have water like moving water around for no reason where it's not doing any i don't know like we only have so much yeah um also wonder um sorry can i no yeah you good okay just um how that research was done because i my first thought was just like people that live on coasts are probably at least in the u.s like probably on average wealthier than your inland person yeah you know that's a good point it's expensive but i wonder like maybe they took that into account and like did surveys within each like wealth bracket or something like that Um, i don't think so i I mean we can imagine look into it more money means less stressies i i have in some ways right i'll post the link to that um yeah just curious to that research yeah i don't know for sure that makes a lot of money yeah that makes a lot of money that makes a lot of sense (laughs) (laughs) um Uh. and there's probably also a link between like being wealthy living near a coast and happiness all like that right yeah there just could be some bonus factors at play there. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Which doesn't mean that I still think, you know, being near water is not stressful. Exactly. Exactly. Research. Scientific. You know, question everything around you. Exactly. <laughs> so there's a lot that we don't know, but what is certain that overall well-being is linked to the proximity of a body of water, whether coastal or inland. So, you know, if you are fortunate to live close to a body of water um why don't you carve out like an hour to just like take a book sit by it you don't even have to read just sit there i don't know stare take at a it. nap listen to Pick it up a piece of trash yeah yeah just you know get out there enjoy it go be in a blue space <laughs> okay all right lila we're gonna <laughs> close out this this episode with uh, one more um way to reduce stress by using water um and that is swimming can i get a splish splash i'm taking a bath <laughs> splish splash i'm taking a bath is that a bath a swimming if you're tiny maybe <laughs> if you're in a big bath <laughs> i don't know is the ocean just a really big bathtub <laughs> the atlantic is where like in florida it's so it's like lukewarm bath water yeah (laughs) you're right you're right you're right all right so we're just gonna close out this episode with some facts about how swimming is great for mental health and this all comes from 
the United States org, <laughs> which I thought was delightful because it seems like there's a lot of passionate swimmers out there and I she love like passionate it. people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a swimmer myself, but you know, it can be so much fun to just jump in a lake or a river or even a pool and it makes you feel like a kid again. You know, you show everyone that you can do a handstand at the deep end and... <laughs> Oh my God. A hamster at the deep end. Yeah. Mom, I'm check impressed. me out. Mom, look. <laughs> um, Let's play mermaids. <laughs> I mean, you kind of already said this and I, I knew you would mention it before we even got here, but that feeling when you get, when you're diving, I imagine is very calming. Oh yeah. There's nothing like it. Yeah. Lila like scuba, is scuba, you talking about scuba diving. Yeah. Lila is scuba certified. Right? Is yes. that how you would say that? That is how I would say it. I have several scuba certifications. Yeah. I enjoy scuba diving. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's um it's awesome. Like you're weightless. It feels like you're like in outer space, right? It's they train astronauts that way. So it's a lot of fun. I will say like some like diving you have to be like very aware of your surroundings and it can become unsafe if you don't take proper precautions. But for the most part, if you're like with people you trust you know what you're doing, you have a plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nothing is more stress relieving or fun than being underwater and not having to come up, which is so cool. Yeah. Everyone should try it at least once. Most dive shops have like a try dive for free in a swimming pool. FYI. Why? Um, Why? <laughs> <laughs> That's so you amazing. could try it. <laughs> I'm going to ask a really stupid question. Um, yeah. So like when you're like, I guess, like, do you have to be a really good swimmer to be good at diving? <laughs> um, so there is, like, a swim test to get your certification, <laughs> but for trying diving, like, all you do, you can swim around if you want. Like, when I did it, I swam around in a bunch of circles because I didn't know what to do. They called me a little race car driver. <laughs> I was, like, 14. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, all you have to do in the little try dive is just sit there and just, you're, like, literally in, like, six feet of water tops. No, but, like, you when you're actually, you like, in the ocean, like, oh, no, you're, I like, don't, the hardest technically swimming. A little bit. All you're doing, you, like, you lay on your stomach and you kick your feet with a straight leg, mm-hmm. basically, but you're floating. The hardest thing is, like, maintaining your buoyancy. Um, So it can be, like, pretty uncomfortable at first because your body's like, whoa, there's no gravity. What's going on? Mm-hmm. But you get used to it. And then no, you don't have to be, like, a terribly strong swimmer. Okay. The hardest part is like swimming at the top. Right. Okay. Um, but once you're down there, no, I don't think so. I mean, like, yes, you know, be comfortable in the water. Don't, you need to know how to swim for sure. <laughs> People don't be like, go jump in with a bunch of deer right now. Drown. I'm not telling you to do that, but I, you don't need to be like a crazy, super strong swimmer to be a good scuba diver. Okay. Yeah. It's very calm. It's a slow sport. Okay. You're not like working hard or anything. Yeah. That's good to know um, for whenever you force me to do something like that. <laughs> I was going to say we could go on a lake, but I think you still don't like fish in lakes. No, that's fu- no, I don't. The thing is, I don't mind like fish. Like when I, like when I'm working, like when I have gear, when I'm wearing waders, like sure. they can't touch my skin. If they can't sure. touch my skin, I don't care. Okay. So wetsuit, we're kind of cool with it. Yeah. Wetsuit's good. Okay. Well, wetsuit's we'll try in a good. pool first. Yeah. Yeah. And like, that's we good. do have, divers at my office like because we have like stuff really deep in the hudson river that we have to get to so it's possible i could be doing that i don't think i want to no people (sighs) drift dive in the hudson 
because the currents are so strong, which oh means you put in at one place and then like float down underwater and then you like hop out in another spot and you hit your um, head on a boat or something. I hope not. <laughs> I <don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> that would be bad. Uh, so bad. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's technical diving is a whole different deal. <laughs> But um, you should do it. <laughs> I'm going to guess that we're going to have an episode on, on that in the future. So Sounds like we yeah, could. Sounds like we should. A little, little scuba scuba episode. Yes, please. Yeah. Okay. Anywho, um, <clears throat> hitting you with some more hard facts about swimming. A 2012 survey of nearly 1,200 swimmers aged 14 to 14. 16 to 45 around the world conducted by swimwear manufacturer speedo not not sponsored (laughs) investigated how swimmers felt about their sport according to the survey they found that 74 percent of respondents said swimming helps release stress and tension 68 percent said being in the water helps them feel good about themselves 70 percent said it helps them feel mentally refreshed and that's just the goal here. So, I mean, swimming just might be the way. So here are four reasons why swimming is good for the mind, body, and soul. So when you swim, you get a boost in feel-good brain chemicals. Um, I'm sure you've heard of endorphins, a group of hormones in the brain and nervous system that stimulate cells' opiate receptors that gives off like a pain-killing effect. In addition to those free pain pills, Swimming increases neurotransmitters like serotonin, noradrenaline, nor noradrenaline, noradrenaline, <laughs> dopamine. We could have a whole episode on how I don't know how to pronounce lots of words. <laughs> I swear I'm not stupid. And- this is an episode where Carly tries to pronounce things. <laughs> oh my god. And dopamine, which are the feel-good chemicals that also increase steroid reserves, which allows you to become more resilient to stress. Okay, so that's number one. We get our feel-good brain chemicals. Number two, you get a boost in brain cells. Swimming and most exercise increases the levels of brain-derived neurotrophic factor, a protein in your brain and spinal cord that promotes the survival, growth, and maintenance of neurons, also described as a miracle grow for your brain. Um, A number of studies in animals like rats and fish specifically have shown a clear correlation between swimming as exercise and increased levels of BDNF, which was what I just said. I'm not going to say it again (laughs) in your brain. (laughs) These higher levels can have wide ranging effects on cognition, memory, and mood regulation. BDNF is also being researched as a way to to reduce Alzheimer's, which is super interesting. Whoa. So if um, your grandma is going through something, ask her if she wants to go swimming with you. Aw. You know, it'd be nice. Or floaty. Do a water aerobics class. Yeah. Me. That'd yeah. be cute. It would be. Yeah. So number three, um, swimming gives you a boost in social contact, which I love, meaning this is usually an activity you can easily do in groups and humans are social creatures. We love community and there is endless research linked between a happy life and a strong sense of community. And right now we are really lacking that from COVID and like being isolated a lot more and just like, you know, most of us live far from our families and our friends and people don't have 
a community and it makes you feel really sad. Hmm. So I guess you can find a swimming group. Yeah. I'm sure there's a meetup for that. Local swimming groups in your area. Right? Yeah. (laughs) And you can all wear Speedos or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. And number four, to tie it all back together, drum roll, ding, ding, ding. Number four, a boost in sleep quality. Woo! (laughs) We know that good sleep is insanely important for overall health and a way to achieve that is through exercise. Woo! Woo! Moderate aerobic exercise increases the amount of slow wave sleep you get. Slow wave sleep refers to deep sleep during which the brain and body have a chance to rejuvenate. Exercise can also help to stabilize your mood and decompress the mind, both of which can help make you feel more ready for sleep and when the time and when the time comes to go to bed. And that is a direct quote from a Charlene Gamaldo, the director, uh, medical director of the job. <laughs> can't say any of this. Hold on. <laughs> a medical director of Johns Hopkins Center for Sleep at the Howard County General Hospital. So you heard it here. You heard it here second. <laughs> Possibly even third. I don't know. Yeah. So, what you know, you're reading. <laughs> right. Basically. But you did hear it here. <laughs> you heard it here. You know, sleep. I mean, whatever. Swimming. Sleep. <laughs> no. Swimming. Swimming is exercise. Exercise helps you sleep. Sleep. Okay, so basically, this is what I want everyone to do. You're going to wake up. You're going to drink some water. You're going to sit by a lake. You're going to put a Speedo on. You're going to dive in. <laughs> After that, you're going to get ready for deep rest by slapping on your sound machine with the calming sound of rain. And that is all I have for you water weirdos this week, okay? <laughs> that was great. I have a plan now. Oh, good. I'm so happy. Yeah. So please subscribe to wherever you listen and add us on Instagram at water.watereverywhere. Uh, we love you and can't wait to get wet with you next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>